And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here for the first episode of Guest Season. Assuming that we decide to release this one first. It's definitely the first one we're recording. But mm-hmm, who knows? Mm-hmm. Guest Season's weird. So to join us for this first episode of Guest Season, we have the final of the Acebo siblings, mm-hmm. the oldest of the Acebo siblings, the introductor of Odyssey to the Acebo siblings. Mm-hmm. It's Colleen Dennis, hey, <laughs> formerly Acebo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's you know. married. I'm married. The only, the only one of the Acebo siblings without the last name Acebo. Exactly. I could have threw that in as your superlative, but yeah. You know. I thought you were gonna say the infamous. Yeah, Ooh, there, the that infamous. too. She is. Yeah, I mean, you've you've been mentioned many a times. Mm-hmm. You were on the podcast briefly once before when Andrew called you Yo, to yeah. get an answer on something, yeah. and we put that in an episode. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is your first proper appearance, but not your first appearance ever. That's true. Go. I'm a longtime fan of the show. Oh, yeah. Or listener. I don't know if fan <laughs> is the word I would use, but well, listener. Okay, so it's fun to listen to two friends talk when you yeah. don't get to see two friends very often. That's fair. I mean, friends. You're my brother, but. I'm also I'm your friend. Also my friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cry. This is a Keep sweet moment. I feel like I'm intruding. Um, <laughs> Vamp. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> uh, so, Colleen, welcome to the show. What's, Thanks. What's your uh, what's what's your history with Odyssey? Well, so Odyssey was on the radio, playing at my best friend's house all the time oh. because me and my best friend were like technically not the Odyssey uh, like age, but her older sister was gotcha so, so you got in young caitlin would play it and mm-hmm. we would be around um tagging around and <laughs> listen to it so yeah then we kind of learned when it was on the radio and i'd listen to it at home and then eventually our church got a library mm-hmm. and had the episodes and we could bring them in yeah so yeah i was old radio the og listener. yeah no yeah. no yeah. definitely well and you listen primarily on the radio which is yep. something that neither me or dylan or most of the people we've had on the show can relate to well, i yeah. mean primarily i started primarily on the radio sure. true true um but then i hit the the actual like correct age bracket when yeah. it was on like tapes yeah cds sure. tapes and such yeah. Well, I guess CDs. It, it was, was tapes latest. at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took Odyssey a while to get to CD. It's and it true. took our church library a while to mm-hmm. get to CD as well. True. <laughs> true. I think the CD, like the Odyssey CDs we got were actually purchased. Yeah. yeah. For like long car rides and stuff. Yeah, for sure. They were great stocking stuffer. True story. Mm hmm. <laughs> Brendan always asked for them. Yeah. And then I just stole them. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how that That's went. Perfect. That's, that's what siblings are for. Mm-hmm. Just stealing things. I apparently. I maybe not. Um, I don't know. That might just be an our household thing. <laughs> without without forcing you to date yourself too much, what what era Odyssey are we talking with? Like listening to it on the radio. Ooh. And it's fine if you don't know. I was gonna. A say, lot of time has passed. Pre Lucy. Okay. So. Donna, yep. yeah, like mm-hmm. early like. Donna, Lawrence, Jimmy, yeah, like sure. whatever that is, yep, yeah, 
that's Barkley family. We love it. Big yeah. fan. <laughs> Have a couple uh, vacations. There. And so, so with your with your deep and storied history with Odyssey, you decided to grab one of the most recent episodes we've covered yeah. for this True. one. So we're talking about episode 809, Fathers and Sons, today, and uh, we allowed you to select the episode. How did we end up here? Yeah. Okay. Please. So it caught me by surprise. Um, I was listening to another recent episode because I listen to them with Balin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is? My son. He's five. <laughs> so five, again, yeah. he's not like the Odyssey But you started him audience. before he was, you started him, what, three, four? Oh, yeah. Well, because <laughs> you gotta I, start him I heard yeah. all of the episodes. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I you know, what know you're which ones into. he can listen to and which ones he can't listen to and which ones I'm just not comfortable with listening to anymore. Um, so, like, uh-huh, the full spectrum. Yeah, We know it well. Yeah. Uh, so he... Um, we were listening to one episode and then it automatically started playing this episode and the music changed and I heard Jason's voice and I was like, oh snap, we have to turn this off. (laughs) Because anytime the music changes and you hear Jason's voice, you're like expecting a big mystery, like three part Uh further Uh spies, like name, not a number, not quite Balin friendly. Well, and Balin gets stressed out by like stuff a lot he's five yeah he's five yeah. it's it's not like those episodes are not meant for a five-year-old no yeah. you don't want him listening to like the blackguard chronicles or or no. any yep. of that yeah no so um then i was like wow they have another they have another arc like i want to listen to this this is this could be cool sure um so i started listening to it and was had very mixed feelings at the end of the episode, so I thought it would be fun to talk about. That's fair. Uh, yes. Okay. I I like I like this pitch. I like that we are not um, totally bought into this episode because I was like, if Colleen comes on, is like, this is my favorite episode of the last few years. I'm no. gonna be like, hmm. Tell maybe me we, why. <laughs> maybe we don't like like this will be an interesting angle for the show. But like, I've got some questions about our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, it's definitely not my favorite. Um, there's a lot a of things that I though. like about it. Yeah. There's, it's mm-hmm. not a bad episode. No, no but I don't think it is. I do have a lot of mixed feelings about <laughs> it. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about. So. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I like I like that pitch um, a lot. So yeah, as we kind of alluded to, a uh, recent episode, it uh, aired originally on The Club. Like it's that recent um, mm-hmm. in December, December 20th of 2016. Um, it's written and directed by Phil Lawler, uh, big, big, big friend of the show, Phil Lawler. Big fan. Um, <laughs> big guy. <laughs> and uh, it's on album 62, Let's Put On A Show, an album that I had never listened to an episode from before. Yeah, me neither. Really? Well, because the only recent episode, like, once you get past... Green Ring. Right. Like, the end of whatever album labyrinth is on i think that's like 54 or something like that was like the last one i listened to and then we covered maury episodes that were more recent than that but that was like that's post Mm -hmm. correct like those are newer episodes than this even but we were 
only listening to those specific ap- episodes, mm-hmm. not like gotcha. listening through the albums. And I don't listen to Odyssey recreationally anymore. There you go. That'll do it. I was gonna, yeah. If I if I can ask you a question before we jump into it, sure. Uh, what like what has it been like? I mean, you're the only person that we've had on the show that one grew up with Odyssey, and then two is now passing that on to somebody mm. else. Like, what what has that been like for you? Uh, how is like that's that, is a good question. Is that something that you really thought about at all that while it was happening that like this was something that was really important to me and I'm passing it on is your relationship to it? I mean, obviously you said that like you know a lot about the show, so that's informing what episodes you're listening to and stuff. But did you think about the generational thing of like, wow, my parents picked this out for me and now I'm picking it out for my kid? Yeah, I didn't really think about that as much. Um but I did think about a couple things. Um, language in yeah. early childhood is really important. Yeah. And I really appreciate listening to stories. Mm-hmm. And um, Odyssey has a big library mm-hmm. of very short stories mm-hmm. that can keep a kid's attention, um, that has appropriate content. Mm-hmm. Um if you pick and choose <laughs> and um, can be something that one is kind of nostalgic to listen to. It's kind yeah, of fun of to hear some of those old episodes, mm-hmm. um, but two is not just listening to, you know, pop music or something yeah, on the exactly radio like that. and like in the car, right? It's something that you can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we like Julie's Library, too. Yep, we yep. like a lot of um, story podcasts. Please explain Julie's Library to oh Dylan. Yes, gosh. I was like, I, I don't know what this is. And it's I'm incredible. guessing there are some listeners as well. Julie's Library is Julie Andrews. Okay. And her daughter. Um, and they have, is a podcast where Julie Andrews reads kids' stories. And it's produced very well. There's lovely sound effects. Um the language is very much for children, so they kind of set a nice setting. Mm-hmm. Um, they have wonderful words in yeah. it where you get to like listen to a whole bunch of different vocabulary words and kids say why they like the words. It's just very delightful to listen to. And it's sh- short enough. Um, yeah, again, they're like 25 minutes, that if that. It like, spans a good car ride yeah. or getting ready for bed, bath time, mm-hmm. kind of like calming down um so yeah we like those no children's stories yeah 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 and and not to project my experience onto yours at all but i think uh, yeah i my exposure to kids now is that yeah i feel like there's a lot there's a big void of um like nurturing kids programming basically whether it's like you've got your stuff that's like on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon that's like very entertainment based and might have some good core values in it. But as far as like teaching tangible life skills and things like that, like we we really tend to shift out of that post Sesame Street, you know, where we're not teaching those those big concepts and uh, exposing kids to that kind of like vocabulary and, and stuff. It's definitely harder to curate. You yeah. can, but it's harder. Yeah. Um, 
And Bluey. So, oh my gosh. Bluey's Let great. me attest we love to the wonders of Bluey. Even I know Bluey and I have <laughs> no interaction with small children. Um, yeah, it, no, it's, it's harder, but wanting to be able to talk about something, mm-hmm. um, using that time, like primarily car rides is when we listen to Adventures in Odyssey or Julie's Library instead of just kind of sitting in silence mm-hmm. or listening to music. Um, or what a lot of parents would do, which is shut them up with an iPad or something right. like that. You know, give them junk food things. I, 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 I see, mean, I there's the plenty gamut. of snacks in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah, but. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a huge iPad person in the car unless we're traveling like 10 hours. Yeah, then, then, then it, it has to employ be the iPad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's good stuff. I. Oh, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the lens of a parent. You are yeah, exactly. Am I the first parent? You are not the first parent. Um, we had the Adventures in Ideology folks on yep. last December. Um, oh right, right, right. But yeah, yeah I, know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we're gonna roll a promo yeah it's been a while it doesn't feel natural bust in the way out that it the used old to. promo machine i don't know what my normal transitions are anymore i didn't even um, know they had a promo further. for this one yeah oh, they've yeah. got promos for basically every episode except for the stuff that only aired on the club or the stuff that like aired once on the radio and was pulled and no mm-hmm. one ever archived the promo but um, Did they have promos for the split? I'm sure they had promos for the split episodes. They had promos for split episodes, but we didn't cover them in the split episodes because we would have to cover half a promo, and what yeah. even is it at that point? Not, yeah. <laughs> so, or fo- cover the same promo twice. <laughs> yeah. So the return of the promo. On the next adventure in Odyssey... Uh, your father's name, Balthazar Tolliver? Yes. Jason gets involved in a treasure hunt that includes a music box. With the music within, a mystery begins. Old novels... Kant holds the code, Descartes holds the key. And family surprises... Quentin, it's a gift from your father. Follow the clues next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Yep, it's one of the bog standard new Odyssey promos. Nothing fun going on there, but you know, it sets sets the tone. Yeah, it is very consistent. Yeah, like a like a club cracker. (laughs) You're always getting the same thing. You know, I haven't had a club cracker in a while, and I do really like club crackers. They are so good. It's a good club crackers and grape juice. (laughs) That is my communion. I was hoping that's where you were going with Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Welsh's though, it has to be Welsh. Yeah, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that was no, a Nathan thing, no, no, friend no. of the show. Uh, yeah. Hundred the the Newman's own grape juice that they carry at Costco. Oh. That's that's my grape juice. That's fair. That um, is good grape juice. <laughs> that, is, that was what the Bosis is so had. potent. They had they had the Newman's own grape juice. I did they? Yeah, oh, yeah. We we didn't have the Newman's own, did we? No. We. No, we had Welsh's yeah, because we you and Brendan insisted that it was the best. I stand by that opinion. <laughs> purple grape. Have yeah. the purple grape. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could use I could use some grape juice. Yeah. I need to quit drinking alcohol and just go back to juice. <laughs> go honestly. back to juice. <laughs> I drink a lot of juice. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. With I mean, kids, I mean, right. we've got juice boxes. Got the, we've got yeah, juice if you've bottles. Got it in the house. 
Mm. Might as Some well. Juice and seltzer. Yeah. Oh, that's that a is great my favorite. Time. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a soda stream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, so, so we we start out the episode and very quickly discover, oh, this is an episode in which Jason is canceling plans with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and to peel back the curtain, Colleen nearly canceled this recording. Oh, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> but the I did irony. For very, I didn't. For very good reasons and actually yes. family-related reasons. Yeah. So. It was just very funny. She had a much better excuse than Jason did. That's as, for sure. As I was prepping for it at like the last possible second, I was like, this is very funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until you just said so. But yeah, that's true. If I had prepped it earlier in the day, I wouldn't have thought about it. But right. I, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Speaking about when we prepped and how that influenced it, um, I prepped <laughs> right after philosophy class. <laughs> So I, I was having that. whiplash. I love that. So my version of prep this week has been just listening to it in the car with Balin. So okay. Balin probably could have done this too because <laughs> he's listened to it about four times. Nice. I would love to have Balin on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know as his mother if that's ethical or acceptable. <laughs> Ex- acceptable. <laughs> ethical or acceptable. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, let, let, let us know once he's of podcast age yeah, or working yeah, into the schedule, yeah. you know. Is that 14? Is that like labor rights <laughs> stuff? <laughs> Do we run into that? But it's a family business. It, you it can is. start it, him younger, right? It's true. It <laughs> is a family him. business. <laughs> he's coming to work for his uncle's podcast. <laughs> He listens to his uncle's podcast. I know. I was talking because he was he was over, you know, peeled behind the curtain. He was over at dinner uh, before we recorded, but uh, Colleen was not there, so we were talking about it, and she, he he was freaking out. He was like, "Oh my gosh, mom's gonna record." I don't know that we'll listen to this episode. No. No. I'm not quite sure. I want to know how my voice sounds. He already knows what. You just sound so different, like. Doing church worship, true. you sound different when you're recorded. Mm-hmm. True. That's true. And even like listening to myself recording things for students, like you sound different when you record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I have a podcast voice. I'm aware. Like, <laughs> I don't know that I have a podcast voice. Sure. Teacher voice. Teacher I definitely voice. have a teacher voice. voice. Yeah. A thing as well. That is a thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm starting to develop a, a, a sort of teacher voice, a BHT voice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's always the thing. It's just, yeah. I mean, code switching. Like, Basically. Like, yeah, we talk differently depending on who we're around. And Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Cadence and such. <laughs> so this episode begins with uh, Jason on the phone with Wit um, canceling plans about yes. their uh, father-son fishing trip. And his Uncle Wilson is there? Which ex- Un- Uncle Willie. Uncle Willie. This was this was a new new character to me. Wit has a brother, apparently. No. Wit has a brother-in-law. Oh, Jenny's brother. So the episode that I listened to before uh, this one came on, you find out that Wilson was friends with um, Wit growing up. So the episode previous to this mm-hmm. is a like little Wit episode. Okay. And then this oh. episode, you and at the end, you find out that um, it's his brother-in-law. That, okay. Uh, Wilson ended up marrying Charlie. So Wilson was also Wait, from Scotland Charlie? or whatever? Charlotte. 
Oh, okay, okay. So Wit's Wit sister. sister. So it's not Jenny's brother. It's Wit's sister's husband. Yes. Before oh. she passed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Wit's sisters. Yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. Okay. But they brought a friend back for Wit. Like, Which I is think nice. that was a big mm, thing. They yeah, had this yeah. big void where there wasn't no anybody Tom. that was a pure. No right. And they finally brought somebody we, into the area. Yeah. I mean, it's something we've talked about a lot. And I think it's also interesting of like, so right, so you're establishing another person who has a long history with Wit, a familial connection, and then also is his pastor now, which is a fun, like, added dynamic. Yeah. And you hear about that in the episode before. Uh, Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, we've talked about it before, but how there's, like, this is like one of three times that a pastor has been, like, mentioned in odyssey yeah like it's like it's the halloween episode in which there's a pastor it's george barkley becoming a pastor otherwise like there's not like a general pastor character that's wit's job no (laughs) but i would be interested to see where they go with that because he's technically related sure and also in a position of authority over Wit? Yeah, which Wit kind church? of even jokes about at the end. So, yeah. Oh, no. Like, Wait, is that... Could Wilson be like Wit's reigns eventually? Right. But or there's like... a new younger pastor for Odyssey Community Church in the newer episodes. Oh? By how new are you talking about? Like one of the most recent albums that came out. I don't know that it was... They didn't do like a big introduction for it, but it was like... um. Uh, the album with the girl that's going through deconstruction, doing her paper on philosophy and all of that. Wilson's you know in that. Oh, Wilson's in yeah. that? Uh-huh. Oh, so maybe I'm just thinking of Wilson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, he sounds you younger. So you've already listened to, yeah, it looks like he was on the Slippery Slope album. Okay, yeah. there you go. So, perfect. You've just, you've, you've already you heard You just didn't know man. who he was. I, yeah. <laughs> I played myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, so there's, I, I don't know if either of you listened to it, but there is a bonus, and I'm wondering oh, if bonus is, there's a bonus scene for this mm. episode. I did not listen to it. Did you, Colin? I did. Okay. okay. So that, I think that's what I'm referencing where like he and Wit talk, like there's a little jab in the, in the bonus scene where Wit says about about him being his pastor. Oh, okay. Um, and just, yeah, kind of, I don't know, alludes to that being like an interesting relational dynamic. But for it, so I, yeah, I would love for, I mean, I, I, I love for the idea that Wit has an adult friend. Um, that apparently I, also likes fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. There's apparently only... He's only been in seven main album episodes, and then he's been in, like, 16 of the club episodes. Interesting. So he's apparently... He's yeah. a paywall king. <laughs> <laughs> he's really doing all his work back there. Yeah. <laughs> to the chosen few. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyway, the... Uh... <laughs> So yeah, I was just very thrown because there, mm-hmm. there was like a reference to Uncle Willie and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to the wiki to figure out who this is <laughs> <laughs> because you can't just like casually drop member of the Whitaker family. Yeah. Right, no, he has to have some sort of significance. And he does like, he calls 
like he calls Jack Uncle Jack and whatnot, like when he's right. first introduced. So I'm like, he doesn't necessarily have to be a real uncle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we established that it is, in fact, a real uncle, kind of. Um, uncle-in-law? Right. Well, I mean, that's, but that is just an uncle. An uncle. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because, because Charlotte is not living in, like. Well, and Charlotte. Like, was. Died very young. That's what I was going to say. She died young, right? So did Jason ever even meet her? I don't. I don't no, think he, it's ever confirmed. Well. Unless maybe a club episode, Young Wade episode. There, there was like an episode where um, you find out that Wit and Charlotte had a falling through and that Charlotte and um, Wilson eloped. Uh-huh. And there are children. We know that Jenny is pregnant, so I think mm-hmm. she's pregnant with, with Jason. Jason at the time. Okay. And I think... No, but Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. Oh, it was Jerry already. Okay. Yeah, Jerry's the older brother. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, so, right. That's what I was trying to figure out. Is it pregnant with Jason or pregnant with Jerry? Or I guess Jenny could be in there too. But also, Charlotte's not related to Wit by blood, correct? That's a good question. Um. So I just I just cheated and peeked at the wiki. Um. I don't Which think lists, so. Right, that she is the stepsister yeah. of Wit. Yeah. Um, because when Wit married Fiona, that was uh. um it was her like she came into the the marriage with It was Fiona's daughter. Correct. Mm-hmm. She yes. came into the marriage with Charlotte. So it's like so it's right, Jason's step aunt who he never met her husband right. is wilson <laughs> love <Yes>. that because <laughs> you know the whitaker family tree just needs to expand out and you can tell that charlotte's not a whitaker because her name doesn't start with a j <laughs> true <laughs> precisely speaking uh. of which uh it's like just after this that it's name drop that uh, J&J Antiques is moving out of their original location yep. to a warehouse. And we um, did talk about the the turn from J&J to Triple J yeah. came up in that um, in one of the like post um, Green, Ring. Green Ring episodes. Yeah. yeah. So that at least I had context for and wasn't like very thrown by. No. Um, yeah. But. But yeah, so Jason is helping pack up for that mm-hmm. and ditches his dad and uncle as is a result. anybody else a little frustrated that everything that Jason touches turns to gold? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <sighs> but he's... he's- He's the second coming of, of Wit. God. Yeah, no, he's he's Jesus Christ. <laughs> he can't turn water to wine because it's a kid's show. He's turning stuff into gold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would just be nice if there was a little bit more friction for the Whitaker family. <laughs> sure. I Yeah, no, but that's what Jenny's there for. Exactly. <laughs> Look, Jenny and Jerry had it real bad so that Jason could just coast. Just yeah. coast. <laughs> Youngest. Jeez. Yeah. It's... (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So Jason is right. They're moving shop. He is ditched. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ditched Wit as a result, mm-hmm. and um, there then in walks a guy. I like that. Right. He is already ditched Wit before he gets stuck on the side quest. Yeah. Right. No. No. He, <laughs> Which he I are... think is important to acknowledge. Like. Yeah. It wasn't the side quest that pulled him away. He got pulled away from... <laughs> Misplaced priorities. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Precisely. And I will say, you know, as somebody who uh, makes a semi-sport off of bashing new wit, this is a very sweet wit moment where he's like, well, you said you were moving to Odyssey to take care of yourself and slow down. And, you know, I just want to make sure you're doing all right. And, you know, you're you're in, you're taking care of yourself. And I was like, oh, that, that like... Stoika's voice translates that affection really well. I don't know. I got to give him props. This is nah, not I'm a bad kidding. album for Wit. I like, in general. I didn't mind the Wit. What Wit said, I, I, I think I have gone down on Stoika's Wit having okay. come off of early episodes, medium episodes, and now into this. I was just like, man, my body's just rejecting this voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because I'm like, I think he does real, like we talked about in the Green Running episodes, like I think he generally does well. It yeah. just mm-hmm. really threw me. No, no, it, it does. My bo- Yeah, yeah, there's a certain, my body does reject it. <laughs> I saw a cursed image on Facebook today of uh, somebody used an AI to blend Stoika and uh, Paul Herlinger and Hal Smith together. Yeah. To make actual face. God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> With the CGI mustache. Yep, it's uncomfortable. But, I did not see that. Yeah. I don't think I want to. It, yeah, it, it looks like generic look, old man. If you're not currently in the Odyssey Facebook groups, stay away. I am not. <laughs> I just are, don't have time for that. They are. They're so bad. Well, if you want to hear more from <laughs> Phil Lawler, you can definitely watch he, him make a fool out of himself yeah, on the internet. He likes to yell at people in the oh. for no reason. Yeah, just, anytime anybody's critical, when it comes he just to, comes at him real hard and it. It's such just a the bummer. most needlessly aggressive yeah. online presence I've ever seen. It's that is so, so funny. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's ah! like, dude, you created a show that has been going on for more than thirty years. You're fine. Yeah, get over yeah. it. Just, just get over your bad self. <laughs> My brother in Christ, you created <sighs> Christian Simpsons. <laughs> just calm down. You're gonna yeah. be okay. Yeah, it's all gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. So in walks James Tolliver. Mm-hmm. James Which, Tolliver is somebody that actually exists in reality. I'm going to look it up. I mean, as, as in there's someone like notable with that as a last name. Don Tolliver is is somebody. Okay. Let me let me see who what he's done. John. Are you sure you're not thinking of John Oliver? Nope. You're Don, thinking of Don Tolliver? I am exactly thinking of Don Tolliver with 19 million monthly listeners on okay. Spotify. So okay. I was not. All right. Uh, all right. You're not crazy. Not crazy. His name does rhyme with John Oliver, though. It, it does. Also it. true. <laughs> so what does Don Tolliver do? Oh, he's a, he's a rapper, I believe. Oh, okay. But <laughs> he makes music and gets listens on Spotify. Lots yeah. of them, cool. apparently. <laughs> That's why James Tolliver threw me off. Okay, okay, because James is close to John. Sure, sure. It's actually Don. Don. <laughs> Gosh, John Oliver, Don Tolliver. It's fine. You're we're, doing. We're, we're doing great here, so folks. So well. Um, 
You know, you know what's not close to Don is Balthazar. Yeah. What, <laughs> what a, a name. <laughs> Balthazar. Yeah. Is that a biblical name? I. It's got to be. No. Bel- Belthazar? Belthazar is. I feel but, like, yeah. Uh, that's how I have it. It's B-E-L-T-H-A-Z-A-R. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I think of there, who's the, the the guy who the guy who played Sherlock Holmes in the really old stuff is isn't uh, he Balthazar or something? Oh, uh, Balthazar Getty. Balthazar is that is that that's the name? That's not that. That's not the Sherlock American Holmes guy. actor. Is it age forty seven? No, he's no. not currently forty seven. Um, but <laughs> regardless. It, that yeah, we don't we don't need to we don't need to track down this rabbit hole. We can we can pull ourselves back. I'm up. looking for famous Belthazars. There is more things <laughs> to talk Belthazars. about. <laughs> <sighs> Those are gonna be old articles. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of people named Belthazar. But we could yeah. bring it back. You are in the market for a child, so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, can we wow. not put it that way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew, put this on yourself. Uh, you you find a child named Balthazar. Okay. All right. Uh, you dedicate them on the podcast. <laughs> That's the only place I'm dedicating my children. <laughs> to the internet, like they should be. <laughs> As God would want. Oh my goodness! So uh, yeah, so James Tolliver is looking for a music box that was brought in, hopefully by his brother in in uh, Quinton. Um, yeah. And so Jason has no record of the mu- music box, but there's a bunch of books in the back, um, and so they're kind of out of luck. Uh, this is when Tolliver shows that he has like. What is it called? A music cylinder? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep. Okay. Just a golden music cylinder that goes in the music box and plays um, plays music that was apparently a part of his inheritance from his recently deceased father figure. Not actual father. But yeah. he's calling him his father at this point? Did he say it was his dad? So he's, pretending. he's pretending it's his yeah. dad yeah. and his brother. So that yeah. he can access the estate. Right. Yeah. And we get... Jason has a very like what I can only describe as a pawn stars moment. Oh yeah. Where he goes into a lot of detail explaining the explaining how music boxes work. It's so cool how they just well, walk. Okay. like when someone walks into a pawn like a pawn shop on that show and like has their thing and the person's like, This is essentially a show about trivia. Let me just give you some trivia. Mm-hmm. Right. But he has to because think about the kids that are listening oh, to yeah. this now. They don't know that music boxes work with cylinders. Music comes from an MP three or sure. four. MP four file. Right? MP4's video, so probably MP3, but I don't think okay. they even know that because there's not even a file on Spotify. Yeah, yeah it comes true. from the magic. It comes from the cloud, the magic box. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so they have to explain how it's working because sure. nobody's gonna know. And <laughs> also, they have to know that it's special, that it's gold, because mm-hmm. these things aren't actually made out of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shouldn't be because <laughs> gold is too soft. Yeah, yeah. No, repeated it, bumping. That sounds right. great for gold. It makes it makes sense that they explain it. It's just it doesn't feel 
very organic. No, it no. Feels it feels very does Jason, feel like a, though, because Jason does. likes to mansplain. Jason uh, does like to mansplain. You make a great point. He does, and there's combs involved. He's, yeah, no, it's a whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's, he explains that there's, like, boxes that are tuned differently, and this yep. one, this cylinder is for G, and they, they throw it into the a box that's also tuned for G, and it's really, like, dissonant, mm-hmm. and um, James gets all upset, and he's like, no, like, it's got to... It, it should be playing correctly. Like this is, you know, my 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 father was a was like a like loved listening to music. Like this should sound good. He wouldn't gift me something as like his dying wish that sounded bad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, be kind of funny be, if he did though. It must <laughs> need to play be played on my dad's music box. Mm-hmm. And um, this is when they look at the inscription on the cylinder. No, no. 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 Jason hears it. Oh, Jason that's right. Jason hears yeah, that yeah, it's in yeah, Morse yeah, code yeah. and then refers to the cylinder. So, again, <laughs> this frustrates me, makes sense, because, again, it's a Whitaker. But, like, how do you listen to that nonsense and then think, oh, this is in Morse code? I mean, dot, dot, dash. Like, as no, soon as it's but, an ir- irregular beat, it's got to be Morse code. But maybe right. that's just because I've listened to so much Odyssey in this, my life. This is the thing is I right. immediately was going with that. Morse. I was like, there's something encrypted in here. And mm. I was like, man, Morse is such like a lame solution. But right. um, especially after, right, Tasha famously blinks in Morse mm-hmm. code. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In, in Name Not a Number era. Like, we then have to... The, the, the return the of Morse bit. code. And it's just like, boy, has James lucked into the only antique dealer who could solve all this for right? him. Completely just roll out the red carpet of the NSA to yeah. figure out solve what this music drama. box is supposed to really be saying. Yeah. yeah Give no. him a Mori DNA test for his family. <laughs> yeah. But here... So, so the, right, the Morse code mm-hmm. gives you a, 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 a riddle mm-hmm. that is, for the treasure you seek that will set your mind free, Kant holds the code, Descartes holds the key. Read code and key in order to win. To use them correctly, you must look within. And End from- scene. End scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Only note from there, Code and Key made me think of Codes and Keys, which is a good <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie album. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, the. <laughs> I thought that Descartes was a particularly secular philosopher to be referenced on Odyssey. That is true. <laughs> it was it's not, not one that they would like much. But at the same time, like, what philosopher? books are going to be sitting around a True. man's dusty library and Emmanuel then Kant. with his estate. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. For sure. Right. It has to be books that they wouldn't be able to sell. Well, I guess he doesn't. He's probably not expecting his children to immediately sell this, as we'll get to. Well, yeah, and but. not even like not readily sell, but also he has to set it up so that they're not 
readily accessed either. (laughs) So they're obviously not into philosophy. (laughs) Uh, But Andrew came to this episode from a philosophy class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was really looking for those clues. There was nothing there. There was Mm -hmm. nothing to help me. (laughs) They go go find the books from the estate. Mm Mm-hmm. As previously mentioned, there are multiple Kants and multiple Descartes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, they, so that seems like, oh no, this is going to be a barrier. And then they just shake them and they come, like, there's there's... just immediate, (laughs) just pops out. You take those, I'll take these. Wow, it's in the first one we looked at. How convenient. (laughs) Well, and right, it's just just in time for this 25 minute episode. All the things are just like tucked into. The pages. Right. Yep. These episodes are typically not one episode. It's True. It's not like a 20-minute thing. It's usually across like at least two yeah. that yeah. you go a, through a, a, a typical Odyssey mystery. mystery. Yeah. There, there are some good, like a lot of the like Jones and Parker mysteries are just one episode and they manage to get in and out. But this is trying to do, like this episode's doing too much. To be a one part, yeah, they're doing thing. A, you if you, in order to do a one part, you basically have to already know the characters, already know the setting, and like be able to do it pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. This is it's cramming so much in, yeah, and I think just fundamentally, Phil Waller is like Paul McCusker is great at writing a mystery. Mm-hmm. Phil uh-huh. Waller does not share that skill set. Don't know so. that that's his strength. Nope. Mm-mm. Um, Yelling at people on the internet definitely <laughs> is strength. <laughs> yeah, just uh, stay in your lane, buddy. Yeah, Look. or get out of that lane. Maybe shut down that road. Is that <laughs> that's an option? I'm going to vote for shutting down the road of yelling. Put it people. under construction for a while. Yeah. Look, if we can somehow, if we can somehow, you know, convince Mark to just ban Phil, I think we do the world world better. Oh my gosh. I don't know how hard that would be. I the thing right the thing with Phil is that he never says stu- he he's he's careful to never st- say stuff that is like fully horrible. Mm-mm. It's just the vibes are real bad at all times. We spend too much time talking about him. We should work on doing less of that. I was gonna say I don't know that I hate all Phil, but also no, I don't know is, that I there's, there's don't good. not like there are, I actually don't know which ones he which directed is, and which ones he didn't. totally totally fair he's responsible for a lot of early odyssey um that we really like yeah he is i mean he's the main force behind blackguard Mm -hmm. um, right which is which i love yeah so it's like so i do right the 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 thing is not that this man has done no good he's Mm -hmm. obviously the i mean he's one of two people who created odyssey and the other one dipped very quickly yeah so Mm -hmm. like He's wildly instrumental to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, have more personal affection for Paul McCusker at this point, who, to be clear, has also made some crazy and bad episodes. <laughs> true, true, definitely. What is the female's name? Kathy, Kathy Buchanan. Kathy Buchanan. Okay, so I listened to a Kathy Buchanan episode recently and was like, we need more of these. Mm. Yes, yep. yes. They're yep. all good. Um, we, yeah. Not a single one that I've listened to that she's did was has been like particularly bad that yeah, I can think no. of. She's, she's responsible for a lot of episodes that we talk about affectionately. We, big, big fans of Kathy Buchanan and Nathan Hubler yeah. as our mm-hmm. more recent mm-hmm. Odyssey writers. I feel like they, they get the show and do well. I also like Marshall Younger quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But Marshall it, Younger... 
has definitely definitely has some really top tier episodes under his belt. Yeah. Look, they've they've all no one's like struck out every time. There's nobody Jim who, where <laughs> That's unnecessary, like, um, Jim. You've sure. done you've done great. <laughs> but like of the major writers, no one pops up and I'm like, oh, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Right. But it is like, oh, there's gonna be certain things that I might like more. The same way like that like Phil when you, will just this yeah. Marginalized women the entire, sure. in the same, any and all opportunities. The same way that, like, when it's a Daniel Palladino episode, you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel it. You yeah. feel it. In... You're like, oh, there's just going to be a bunch of lists in this episode? So cool. many lists. <laughs> lots, oh. of, lots of really long monologues. Yeah. Anyway, still not the point of this episode. Well, I mean, a good, a, another good touch point for the show and for, for the audience is uh, Colleen was the originator of Gilmore Girls in our household. Mm, yeah. True so, story. There, there would be no Andrew affection for Gilmore Girls without Colleen. There's no way. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. You actually yeah. just drug me along behind the boat for a while, and then I finally decided to get in. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's been uh, great. Friend of the show, Arthur Woods, was my gateway. Ah, interesting. No, but that's that's something that I'm starting to get better at. I've I've seen enough of the show where like my my lexicon for cumulative bits has expanded greatly, and so like I'm getting better at knowing like okay, this bit happens in this season during this circumstance, yada yada yada. As before, it was all just kind of running around like mm-hmm. right. free range chickens. Um, now now there's a bit more method to my madness <laughs> i'm trying to fully internalize the canon there you go so they found notes in the book or they found what a a key in mm-hmm. the one book and a code mm-hmm. in the other right which is the combination exactly and exactly what they said they would and <laughs> right and they don't address like later the numbers of the combination will yep. be brought up as being significant but at the time we do not care nope 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 we, we don't even think yeah. about them. No. Yeah. And it turns out they're actually significant numbers, too. Like, right. hello, to the why person didn't we realize this at this point? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be different mm-hmm. if they were significant to Quentin, but they're significant to James. James, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No, you did not recognize this. <laughs> yep. <sighs> and so, right. So we go, we, the, the whole thing is Jason's like, okay, we need the original music box. Like, that mm-hmm. is clearly the piece of this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I immediately do the, like, the mental math of there's some family estrangement. This is going to be, like, yeah. them working together. And, like, that's what's going to, like, like, their father's dying wish was to bring the estranged brothers back together. And kind of, but that's not how the episode plays out. Not nope. really, no. Not at all. Well, so. and it's led up to be like, yeah, you just think there's going to be this this big um, celebration and realization that maybe they were both wrong. And, you know, yeah. you know Hallmark yeah. movie stuff. Right. Nope. No. 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 This, this episode as it goes on, feels more and more like a parable. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. But it's never, it never, like, can fully commit to that. Mm-mm. No. But people just become so caricaturized. Yeah. 
that right. it just loses all of its grounding. Well, and if they don't make the characters larger than life, you don't understand where they're going with it. Sure. Because it's such a short episode. Mm -hmm. They yeah. literally have to be cartoons. Yes. yes. Yep. And so, right. This is, so we, this, this is where we find out that James's name is not Tolliver. It's mm -hmm. Churchill. Mm -hmm. That his mom was the Tolliver's housekeeper. He never knew his father. And Balthazar treated him like a son. Yeah. And... All of that is laid out very quickly, and he's like, I don't want to... So he's like, I, you know, can't contact Quentin because I'm, like, not actually a part of the family, even though I was given this piece of the inheritance, and, like, we don't get along, and... Yeah. It's, such great... Such great writing. <laughs> really high quality. It's a real just strong example of telling rather than showing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just don't have the time to actually let any of that play out. Yep. Yeah. And right. And so we literally, like, our next scene, Quentin's there. Yep. No explanation. And he's just yelling. Yeah. At James. At James. Yeah. And he's, like, mad at him for taking his name. Yeah. Which is, like, the weirdest thing. Like, it has to matter now. Like, it has to be said now so that it matters later. But... Right. Who cares? Yeah. Well, so I can definitely feel the like, how much to say? How much not to say? Um, the tension, hmm. because obviously James had his father or not his father's affections and sure. you don't really know what quentin's relationship with his father is right now yeah. it could definitely be a point of jealousy sure and like um you you're not even a son but now you're claiming to be a mm. son i'm the real son even though my dad liked you better right situation right if if it's very much he doesn't feel like he feels like man this this guy is the guy my father loved instead of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Then it makes sense. That is not how the rest of the episode plays out. Not no. at all. <laughs> That's not a thing that Quentin seems concerned with at all. No. no. <laughs> but it would be, but it would make total sense. Like there's no. a way to write that and be like, hey, this is, you know, yeah, I, I've always been like envious of your stature in my family when I like my father looked at me as a disappointment and you as, you know, his great success. Like that's classic sibling rivalry stuff. Right. But well, that's not the episode. No. And it makes sense a little bit later. You kind of find out that obviously James does understand mm -hmm. uh, Quentin's father. A little bit better than Quentin did. Sure. As far as just like why he did what he did mm. and where he was coming from. Yeah. But you don't see favoritism anywhere. No. No. Nope. Nor do you get the feeling that Quentin feels like there was favoritism. Yeah. Right. No. no. Because that's, that's the extra piece where it's like it doesn't matter whether there was or wasn't for him to feel slighted. Right. But that doesn't seem to be his concern. No. Well, no, he doesn't feel anything for his dad, apparently. Except like, for contempt. Yeah. And Quentin is basically just one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is just very salty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And so, right, so they they do this whole thing, and yeah, he's mad because his his dad, you know, he he sold off all his dad's possessions in two days because he didn't leave him any inheritance, mm-hmm. and he, um, yeah, and he he was just he's like he just threw all his money away and james jumps in is like he was giving to the poor and needy and quentin's like well he didn't take care of like his own family and james is like well you seem to be living pretty well and like it's just this whole yeah like i don't know quentin is insufferable and just will not yeah and just the the world view of like a thimble (laughs) like yeah just absolutely tiny he is entitled, mm-hmm. and he is a brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that never grew up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sit in the corner and this for happened... however many minutes you've been alive in years, which is probably <laughs> what thirty. <laughs> and it's established that this was two years ago. Does that sound right? Yeah, that that, that he died. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, that that's interesting. Because then we come into Quentin sold like gave all or took all the valuable stuff to the to j and j and then sold the rest at a yard sale including the music box which he manages to remember selling to a tall thin balding man who was the pastor at odyssey community church dun 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 (laughs) jason's like well no but it wasn't wilson oh because wilson's only now the pastor of occ Hmm. so this is a different person Different mystery pastor. Right. Perhaps the one from the Halloween episode. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he lasted that long. Um, and, yeah. And w- Jason's like, well, uh, that happens to be my church. And we can just go there because it's a church. <laughs> Which I kind of appreciated. Which was really. No, like, I thought that was yeah, very funny. This, Everybody's this welcome. It's, yeah. a, it's a church. It's a yes. church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now does Phil believe that everyone's welcome in a church? <laughs> but questionable. <laughs> but I, I I like the sentiment. Yeah. Um and so so they go to the church. He it had been purchased at, to be like a prop in theater productions. Understandable. As a dance studio owner, you find props in the weirdest <laughs> places. <laughs> sure. A nice looking music box. Oh yeah! Oh no. my gosh, that's totally that's that. a great prop. Yeah, and right. So then, Quentin, who is, uh, who didn't have, any, who just like sold this thing off without a second thought, is then the one who's upset that it looks like it's beat up. Yeah, that does not track. Is he upset because he's it's beat up, or does he feel slighted because he thought it was gonna be, like? in better condition or like more because valuable. they were using it for a higher purpose i don't know i don't think so i mean he just he had no appreciation for it he was because he talks in the previous scene like james talks like you sold like his favorite possession at your yard sale and he's like yeah it didn't have any value i didn't get any money when he died like this right. like i didn't feel any attachment to this thing and meanwhile right you have so so but but then they get there, and because James is the good guy and Quentin's the villain, Quentin's upset that the thing is beat up, and James is like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm glad that it was used. It's still beautiful. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> when Makes perfect sense. <laughs> that it just didn't add up with the scene we just came from to no. me. No, certainly no. Uh, so they put they put the uh, the 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 cylinder into the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait. Yeah, so they they put the cylinder into the box, and then they use the key to open. Mm-hmm. Well, no. they crank, yeah, and, they a, crank. and a drawer pops out. Yeah, and then do they use the key to open? No, they use no. the code to open. No, no, both of those are for the desk. So the okay. it pops up, and there's pops the drawer pops out, and there is a drawing of the roll top desk. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which only made me think of a brother where art thou, which <laughs> has a very key. Um, roll top desk. It made me think of my dad's desk. Yeah, he does. He's got a roll top desk. Nice. Have you checked for secret compartments? Keyholes under the knots. It's a I mess. Have They're all not because it is buried. <laughs> Piles of papers. Have I looked for paperwork in that stack? Looked yes. for keys for uh, sure. <laughs> keys definitely. Nothing secret. Legal documents. Never get down there. Uh. Well, maybe that's where your inheritance is hiding. Uh, I don't think I have an inheritance. Yeah, because I'm getting. Yeah, well, piano. neither did Quentin. <laughs> yeah. What do you so. What do you want for mom and dad? Do you have any desires? Let's for mom like, and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inheritance. Like any, any, any like objects that you're like. They, Ooh, so I like, need this. So like, uh, my, mine. My parents have a uh, have a chrome. Uh, thing in their fridge where you put soda and it rolls from the top down and just like feeds it, and like you like put cans That's of soda cool. in it mm-hmm. and it like yeah you put the you put the warm ones up top and the cold and pull the cold ones from the bottom and it's just like they've had it my entire life. Could I now go like it was something that no one else had when I was mm-hmm. a kid uh-huh. and mm-hmm. so very early I was like this I'm getting this <laughs> and then like. It's nowhere like I could just now nowadays I can just go on Amazon and buy one. Right, but yeah, right. I'm not going to. No. Because I'm like someday. I'm I'll gonna get, get that my parents. From my parents. One. Yeah. Um Come on, there's gotta be something. Artwork. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of good art in our house. So there's a piece that my mom did mm. that I would like, but I'm Which, sure I'll have to fight for. Um, You're not going to have to fight me. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mom. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's a piece that my mom got right after her mentor died mm. that has a lot of significance mm-hmm. that my grandfather painted. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. a piece uh, that was done of me being held by my mom uh, yeah. when I was really little. So yeah. I'd like that too. Okay. So, That's fair. Our, You're not going to fight I'll, for that I'll last still... one, Andrew? No, I don't. They didn't draw me when I came out. They, they didn't care. <laughs> there was no there was no art to document me. I just me. think it would be funny if your only piece of art in your future apartment was <laughs> of somebody your else. Your mother <laughs> holding your sister. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh No, no. I just want the piano. I just want the piano. That's it. Okay. They can, they can you can take me out. It's it's okay, old. Okay it's out that. of tune. It's beat up, but I will paint it and make it beautiful and get it tuned. And it's baby grand. And yeah. there you go. It's a nice piano. It's it's a nice piano. Especially right if it carries meaning. Exactly. 
Like this music box. Like this music box. <laughs> and his inheritance. Um, yeah. So, right. So we established earlier in the episode that Wit owns the, bo- the, the roll-top desk. desk. Right. Yeah. So Wit has the desk. Yep. And his brother-in-law has the church. Right. Which uh, contains and Jason the box. is and just Jason leading this guy through stuff. everybody's <laughs> yep. house mm-hmm. slash place of business. Yep. Because... He's a Whitaker and can walk into anything. Yep. <laughs> and uh. right. And the, the 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 message in the drawer is like, use the coding key underneath the desk's roll top. And then it shows a diagram of where to go. Here you go. Yeah. So it's like, this is it's exactly where it is. <laughs> yep. Here is yeah. your map. Yeah. Which I also here here here's the other piece, which is this so they insert the cylinder and crank it, and that's what pops open the drawer. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the dad's original idea, in Balthazar's original plan, the drawer would have popped open before they had the code and key. Because they would have put it in to play it and gotten that message right. saying, like, use the code and key and had no idea what the code and key were and had to, like, figure out the Morse part after that. Yeah. <laughs> right. They did it out of order. Right. Yes. Like we're getting the like it's still it doesn't break the mystery, but no. it is just funny to think about like the, the 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 father's intention was for them to know that there was a code and key. Right. To yeah. the desk. Right. And then right, Morse is written on the cylinder, which should have been the clue, but they were reading it as M Orse or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> In the key of M. <laughs> That's my favorite musical key. Yeah, it's the one your piano's tuned in. (laughs) It is. It's probably the same key my piano's tuned (laughs) in. Yeah. Well, you have a nice one. Um, So they go to the. They go and they're at uh, Wit's house and Uh and James and Quentin are like, "Should we go in here?" And he's like, "No, it's my dad. We're fine. Just come right in." (laughs) Trust me, if Wit were here, he'd love this. Yeah, yeah. True story. He'd love. He would. He would. He would be. He should be here. We need father and son time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Cue the uh, Cat Stevens song. I was gonna say that (laughs) this is the the uh, what is it? Cat's Cradle by Cat Stevens. Father and son. Oh no, it's father and son. Cat Stevens. Yeah. I mean, that's the one I was thinking of. No, that that makes sense. Cat's Cradle is a different song. Different song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similar yeah. vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend You're the. Still young. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, Song Exploder podcast uh-huh. by Rishikesh Hirway does an incredible episode on um, on father and son. The so Cat Stevens re-released the song like a handful of years ago, hmm. where he the when he's singing from the perspective of the father, it's his voice, it's his voice now, and when he's singing from the perspective of the son, it's a live recording of him from back in the day. That's so cool. It's very ah! cool. So okay. I recommend. That sounds. Upsetting. I recommend you listen to. <laughs> the song exploder on it and yeah. then listen to the that new recording of the song and if you don't know the original listen to that before you do either of those things definitely but, and I'm gonna make sure now. you have yeah. tissues for all of the above yeah the tears will be flowing and oh. if if it's not ringing any bells uh, watch guardians of the galaxy 2 yeah <laughs> there we features go that song prominently <laughs> 
Oh, Great man. soundtrack. It um, is. <laughs> Great for jazz class. All right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so they open the drawer on the... Yeah, so right. So the, yeah, um, there's like a fake knot with the keyhole under it, and there's, you know, and Jason sees his dad's calendar and yep. is like, oh, no, um, that'll come back later. Yeah. And then we find out that the combination is James's birthday. Love that. So they enter both these things, and then a Bible comes out of the desk. So James is walking around with a piece of paper that has his birthday on it, and he's not realizing that it's his birthday. That just drives me nuts. Yes, yes, it is absolutely crazy. I can understand perhaps why some people might have issues with that. But I feel like my birthday, because I'm a 2000 baby, is very easy to, like, it's a very I, inorganic you're number. You're trained to see your birth date. Like that's true, true. Th- those are numbers that you constantly have yeah. to use. One one two two zero zero. Every time anytime you go to the doctor or the hospital. Right. Anytime I'm like working on a student's account for the school I work for and I come across a kid who had who shares my birth date is immediately obvious right. to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, like, you just know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like right. How many it's, kids? How many kids in the uh, in the district? I I don't know. I could run that report. And I'll text you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, Stay tuned, Chalk Squad. <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, I think it's interesting to establish that he was born in '79. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Odyssey doesn't deal in dates. Ever. Often. True story. Yeah. So love that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there is a, uh, also, he was born in 79. This episode came out in 2016. That is, assuming that Quentin is similar in age, mm-hmm. boy, is Quentin such an old brat. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that what I thought. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's so he should be seasoned by now. Right. That's, what, right. that's where we should be yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a man in his late 30s. Like, he should maybe have gotten over this. <sighs> because, well, because the, the the Bible is from his high school graduation, yeah, where yeah. he was valedictorian. Yeah. That was 20 years in his past. Am I do- I'm doing no, that no, math no, right. No, is that, no, that math's not right. 20 years? If yeah, you if you're valedict- 18 to then be 38. Oh, he's 38? I thought he was 30. No, if he's if he was born in seventy nine and this is twenty sixteen, okay, that would put him at thirty seven. Yeah, okay. And we don't know for sure the na- the age of Quentin, but we know the age of James is. So so yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're we're rocking it roughly right. twenty years. Right, right. That's a, that's a yeah. I mean, it's it's exemplary of all of his problems with his father, but it is also what a <laughs> what a grudge. I'm not saying that I'm seasoned. But I'm 30. You so, like, can hold you a grudge, put, though. Uh, we weren't going to date you earlier, yeah, but you just, you just did it to yourself. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. But like, if you date. do a little comparison, like, oh, wow. I had my first kid at like 25. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He, he should be at a better spot and much less selfish, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe grow up. I don't know. No, definitely grow up, Quentin. You insufferable <laughs> yeah. man So there's child. a Bible, and he goes, oh, no, this again, and spikes it on the ground. Yeah, he just chucks it <gasps> oh, across right. the room. 
oh no, this again. Hello? Your dad is showing you that he likes codes and like secret things. And he apparently tried to give this to you before. Maybe there's something to it. In the Bible. Who knows? He's been hiding crap in books this entire episode. (laughs) That is awesome. Maybe. But did, did Quentin know? that they found the code and the key in the books because he wasn't around. Um, Did they explain that? We don't know. Probably not. They're, no. they're, they're only a 20-some minute great. episode, so <laughs> yeah. we didn't That's get there. Great great point. Um, however, if I was, you know, catching him up to speed on what is going on in the mystery, I'd probably I'd mention pro- that part. But also, that. it's been established that Quentin sucks and yep. would not have known any of like would he not, might have, not have been listening. Right. Yeah. Well, and it... He can't Again, think past himself. Obviously, Couldn't he doesn't be. know his father that well. Right. For If this shows up again, obviously, there's a reason. There's yeah, but no, he's it. convinced his dad's taunting him. So when he graduated, he got this Bible from his dad, and that was, you know, yeah, he was uh, uh, upset. Because um, he wanted a car. Right. Because he had graduating. this expectation that he was going to get a car. He opened this box expecting to see keys. And instead, he got this Bible. And now all these years later, he's expecting his <laughs> grand inheritance. And instead, he is once again getting this Bible. And he's upset. And he throws it on the ground. And, and leaves, doesn't he? And starts to leave, I believe. And then James yells and picks it up and is like, did you ever look inside the Bible? And shows him that there is a title for a car. Mm-hmm. Right. To which Quentin responds, the, the, the car, like the car lot doesn't even have that car anymore. This is worthless. Yeah. No, the car lot might not even be there anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because Thanks. 20 years have elapsed. Yeah. Because of you. Because you, did you didn't actually look at the Bible that your dad gave you. I, the entitlement just drives me nuts. Yes. Pun intended. You know, I. Gra- <laughs> 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 oh, um. man, no. But good one. Um, <laughs> well, and that's not it because later it's revealed that there's like another just secret slip of paper that's like wedged in the front cover or something. Binding. Right. Yeah. Well, back, so, like, so if you like, look at a Bible and you open it, yep. if it's like a soft cover Bible, there's like that little spot in between where the pages are and the actual spine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we even get to that, true, 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 there's true. the document that is a letter to James yeah. revealing that he is Balthazar's nephew. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Crazy. You're just like, ah, why? Why did you never tell him? Why, why did why? you never tell him? Eventually. What were you hiding him from? Right. Well, well, why are you running? Why didn't his mom tell him eventually? Right. But the right the idea is that like he so his brother went off and married Balthazar's brother went off and married James's mom, but they were like disowned from the family as a result. Then Balthazar's brother dies, and Balthazar still can't like can't take care of them directly because they've been disowned by the family. So he smuggles them back into his life as the maid 
and the maid's son who live with him, and none of the other family ever knows. It's a reverse parasite. This, but right, but it's <laughs> just, it is just James's mother and Balthazar who carry the secret forever. Right, but like James's mother just died. Right, and James is in his thirties, presumably. Right. So, it she never told him. Nope. Appar- yeah, apparently not. And it's not like communication she, in this family is Who's she protecting him from? Like, <laughs> apparently. Right. Yeah. And it's 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 so it's so wild. And it also like the the convoluted nature of like the obvious thing to do here is that it's an illegitimate child of mm-hmm. Balthazar. Right. Yeah. But Odyssey can't, can't do, do that. that. No. Because one this is a show for children. And two, it would paint Balthazar in a bad light. And the point is that he is the best thing ever. Right. Yeah. He's an amazing person who just gives all of his money to the poor. Right. And so, right. So we we wind up, like, we get two, we get a character in Balthazar who is, has no flaws. Yep. A character in James who has one flaw and that it's is that he lied one point at one point about being a Tolliver, but yeah. he wounds up actually being a Tolliver. Right. And and then we have Quentin who is just one walking flaw. Yeah, is all flaw. Uh. Uh-huh. And it's just it doesn't make for like a satisfying conclusion. No, not it at all. It really doesn't. And then the inherit and then ba- right. Balthazar or Quentin leaves, the inheritance is tucked in the spine. And and James waxes poetic about how he doesn't even need the inheritance, that he'd give up the inheritance. Quentin can have it all if he could just have one more minute with Balthazar. Right. So dramatic. Just take the money like a normal person. Jeez Louise, stop loving people. But, like, (laughs) they had to say that because... Jason had to realize that he had just frittered away this day Yep. that he said he was going to get something done and didn't get it done. So mm. he didn't even do what he said that he to- was going to do. And he still blew off his dad to fix some other family's problems. Yeah. Right. Love that. And this mm. is the third time he's blown off his dad based mm-hmm. on the calendar that he saw in the roll top desk. Right. Yep. And so, And so, yeah, it ends with him going to wit to prioritize that time so it is it's a real life parable caricatures and all to teach jason the lesson of value your dad while you still have of him. cat's cradle which right. is hilarious Father given wit will never die yep <laughs> he's tried a couple times yeah. it really hasn't worked uh-huh oh yeah no yeah what was it like listening to this multiple times throughout the week and also like with a child like i'd love to hear a child's perspective if there is any like interesting stuff there as well yeah well okay so the first time i listened to it it was like hush hush i was doing the dishes like because i didn't know that this was actually quite a benign episode and balin could listen to it because you're expecting um, Jason's spy ex- mystery, like there's exactly. gonna be Tasha's gonna show up, and yep. There, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, the first time I listened to it, it was kind of a letdown because I was really expecting mm. one thing, 
and got something very different. Sure. Um, but the second time I listened to it, I really enjoyed it because it was an episode that had the same vibe of some of the episodes that mm. I really like. But it was one that I could share with Balin sure. because it was completely uh, safe. Safe, yeah, and right. the characters were so black and white that mm. he could understand a little bit of what was going sure. on. So we could talk about it, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. he could enjoy it with me. So, like the second time I listened yeah. to it, it was redeemed. Right, well, um, and how big all the characters are mm-hmm. right. has, has to play better to a child than it does to us as adults. Yeah. Say. Right, and again, a five-year-old. So right. it's not the target audience. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what a 12-year-old would... I could tell you what a 12-year-old would think, but um, <laughs> I do work with 12-year-olds. But, um, you know, specifically, it was basic enough mm. that my five-year-old could interpret the situation and realize mm. that there is a kid here that did not get the toy that he wanted and is still mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's another kid here that had a really sweet surprise at the end mm-hmm. and um, misses his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, so that was nice because when you simplify it down to what... Right somebody like Balin is getting out of it. There's a really good message mm-hmm. behind there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you just listen to it like hoping for a spy story, sure. it's very unsatisfying. <laughs> right. And if you're right, and it's it's a it's in I mean, that's kind of the parable nature of it of it's an exciting way to tell a story of hey, value your parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Which there's the way like the way I would like that story told is not going to be particularly engaging to a young child. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I and and I do think like we get that is the fun of Odyssey is there are episodes that don't seem to care that it's a kids show. Mm-hmm. And I think and especially in the older episodes I don't know. I'm, I think it's like the, it's not just like oh they're dealing with heavy themes in older episodes, but there's also like episodes that are essentially just about like property law and yeah. like weird or like episodes with no kids in them, mm-hmm. um, which this is also an episode with no kids. Right. But like I don't know. At least my perspective, and I'm curious about yours as someone who you know gets this, is like I think that there's value in content that is appropriate for children but not necessarily catering to them or that they're not actually gonna understand yep 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 yep. yes case in point the music industry Mm. case in point calvin and Hobbes and my vocabulary (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no definitely and i think that um the, the cool thing about Adventures in Odyssey is that it's in a very accessible format. You don't mm. have to read it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so it does cater to a younger audience in that, but also they provide a lot more context through the audio cues that they put out um, so that you can understand some of mm. the more nuanced things. 
Um, well, you can also like understand the social norms of what's happening. Like there's the bell, and it means somebody's coming in, and all of that. Right. Like you can get that sense of atmosphere in a way that like you might skip that sentence in a book or not really feel that as drastically um, mm-hmm. in like a Junie B. Jones type book than you would compared to Odyssey. Well, and even if you don't understand like property law, mm-hmm. um, the episodes aren't about property law. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they're not trying to highlight that. They're highlighting the the themes um, and the values that the show has. Um, and for better or for worse, they do a really good job of pulling those out. Hmm. So then it becomes something where it's understandable even if it's not in the context that the child is familiar with. Hmm. Um, So like Balin has no idea what an antique store is at this point because he would not do well in an antique store. (laughs) (laughs) As most five-year-olds don't. But, and he doesn't even really know what an antique is. Is but he does know like old things that are given from like grandparents, Uh um, or in his case, great grandparents. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. There's something cool about. I mean, it's the same thing of like not like not playing in comedy, not playing to the lowest common denominator, right? Of like let's you know have some stuff that goes over people's heads or that they can grow into or whatever rather than just being like we're gonna gear this towards only like yeah children are only gonna understand this well, case in point their... pixar right yeah. half the jokes you yeah. don't get until you're grown up sure but that's kind of the beauty of it is that you get to re-watch it then and realize oh wow that was actually in there yeah yeah um yeah but this was not one of Balin's favorite episodes. <laughs> I can't so, imagine why. What What is Balin's favorite episode? Do we know? Balin's favorite episode. Or favorites. Um, So he likes a lot of the episodes that involve the Washington family. Mm-hmm. Love that. Classic around um, here. So there's, there's one with mold mm-hmm. where they all have to leave the house yep, and Wooten yep. is very involved. Yep. Oh, he, is he a he Wooten fan? Loves Wooten. That makes so much sense. Um, he's has an uncle named Andrew yep, who's yeah. got a lot of Wooten energy. Wooten-esque. He's never, never <laughs> once been compared to Wooten. <laughs> um, so he, he likes that and he likes the ones that are like, extra silly yeah mm. oh like do or um, diet has he listened to that one no that might be a little old eh, i'm not a huge fan <laughs> well yeah exactly there you go <laughs> yep. exactly he's not really gonna listen to that until he goes through and explores them on his own uh-huh um uh-huh. oh what's another good silly one that he but, likes? Oh, what about snow day has he listened yes. to that one oh, okay yes. that's a classic so, silly one he likes those he likes um a lot of the christmas stories okay yeah just because they're really good at setting context and he's familiar with some of that Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, what about like liked... BTV and stuff? <laughs> no, he's no. not a huge BTV fan. Interesting. He doesn't understand the whole like bit comedy thing. Well, it's no, a like, sketch show. Yeah. <laughs> he watches Netflix, so he's not used to seeing like a reporter. Yeah. With so he doesn't have any context for sure. what's going on. Yeah. Because we don't really watch the news. Yeah. Right. No, that, um, that's fair. It's a great point. So yeah, it's a whole BTV generation going to be lost. Really land. <laughs> For him uh the twilight zones do not land for him either um i don't know that they landed for me that well and i've seen the show <laughs> <laughs> i love them <laughs> yeah it's established um uh-huh. yeah. he does like you know some of the old bible story ones okay where yeah. they go back so um jonah mm-hmm. he likes jonah he likes um the David and Goliath one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, that's yeah. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Just owned that. What about story. um like a like a Bernard and Yeah. That's um, a Bible story. There's yeah. one where Bernard and Eugene go on a road trip. Oh, does yeah. da- does Balin like that one? Yep. He loves that one. That's awesome. There's also one where Bernard uh no, Eugene and um Buck mm-hmm. go on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Nice. He likes that one too. Mm. A real cool. road trip kid. Yeah, he Let really me, is. He you're listening to trips. it on the car. Oh yeah, exactly. What better? No, no. Yeah. Well, and he grew up driving to Maine, so yeah. like that is such a thing. That is such a thing that I did not realize that most people did not have like extensive uh, conditioning as, yeah. from being in a car for long periods drives? of time. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't think I didn't. I don't think I did a continuous drive over four hours until I like until maybe I graduated high school. What? Yeah. Do you just fly or you just no, didn't go I, I, anywhere? No, I was not on a plane until I graduated high school. Yeah. Holy the, Moses. My parents have a cabin that is four hours from where they live. Okay. And the beach, which is three hours. Okay. And that was essentially all the vacation and we York ever City did. New York City is three yeah, hours. Yeah, we did New like York City. We did Washington, D.C. Yeah, both of like, those about three hours. Yeah, yeah Baltimore. Yep. Yeah. Baltimore Aquarium. Like, we, yeah, that was that was the extent. Wow. No, that's. I mean, that's yeah. perfectly fair, <laughs> in in a very reasonable sense. Sure. I just am. Yeah, yeah. I figured that everybody had conditioning for it, and then mm-hmm. like I went with Alyssa up to New York, and she was like, "That drive was so long," and I was like, yeah. "It was only six hours. What are you talking about?" Yeah. Like that's yeah. Like I, I, that's like basically a day's commute to work for me. Like, what are you easy. talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we no. went to we went to the Outer Banks once when I was in high school. Okay. So that, okay. that, would, that would have been, been my first over four hour trip. Yeah, that would have been what, t- uh, ten hours? I don't eight. even I think that's no, like eight. It's closer eight. to eight. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, uh yeah, nice there that you nice go. that he's you know, you get in the road trips in early. Um but yeah. Uh thank you so much for being on the show, Colleen. Yeah, yeah thank thanks you. for having me. This was delightful. Even if like I didn't love the episode, I loved talking about it. Yeah. And I've loved your your lens did you like the episode drew uh there were parts about it that i enjoyed i liked the whole mystery bit of part of it i didn't think that that was going to be a thing going into it Um, yeah i had no idea what to expect no exactly so that was fun yeah so like that that part of it was kind of cool and fun but again a lot of the complaints about how uh rushed it was and the the characters and everything and yeah, I, again, with a limited cast, you know, we're really, as far as familiar characters for me, it was basically just Jason. Right. Like, Wits yep. in it a little bit, and I didn't know Wilson much. Yeah. Um, so Despite having heard of him. Despite before. having heard him at least twice. 
five. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was. Uh, I'd probably give it like a, like a 80 percent somewhere in there. All right. Yeah. I don't know where these percents come from. Yeah. I, yeah. I, no, I'm just I'm like, just giving it. I, like I, a, I can't. I I can't operate on the scale. The club does have it at a ninety two, but that's only thirteen votes. Yeah, so. that's that's untrustworthy. Okay, so like if that's you were gonna bias. give it like. Uh, out of zero 10. out of ten stars. Right. No, like, I, that's what I said. Stars yeah, I said like seven point eight. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, and I I'll maybe throw it at six, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a three star episode. There's nothing. There's nothing in it that I'm like upset about. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there was a no. li- and there was a little bit that like excited me. Yeah, yeah. but it just didn't like fully connect. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and in a way that so few episodes of Odyssey really get up into that you know eight higher to, range yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight i feel to like ten you have S-tier. to be in like a big arc to get yeah. into like or or eight. a really solid or like a snow day yeah, yeah. yeah or like a snow day yeah. yeah um colleen is there anything you would like to plug do you have anything to promote it doesn't have to be from your life it could just be something that you've enjoyed recently we're flexible and you can you can pass too read to your kids Okay. There we cool. go. That that's, is my, that's a very my Andrew plug. plug. I love it. <laughs> to your children, it is so important, and uh, and or just kids that are around. Yeah. Turn off the TV. Read. Uh, I do like the TV though. Um, anything else? Be kind to your nurses. Yeah. We were. What we about were... plugging your dance company? Uh, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I own a dance studio in Mannheim called Balance Dance. Um, it's Mannheim, it. Pennsylvania. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes if anybody's, you know, local and looking to dance. Um, you never know, honestly. You, you, you don't. <laughs> if we get one audience. If we get one person, like that's worth it. Um, yeah. I didn't think there was any fantasy football adventures and Odyssey crossover until I called it out on the pod and somebody tweeted at it. Is us. that a thing? Yeah, there was okay. some, some, at least one other kindly couple said that they enjoyed both our podcast and fantasy football. Well, there you go. If you're near Mannheim, PA, and you're interested in ballet or jazz, um, really any classical dance, come to balance. <laughs> there you go. All right. And uh, with all that being said, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so Sounds much for, uh, for doing the show. And thank you, we'll, uh, And thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week for another episode with another guest, probably. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Fathers and Sons was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guest Colleen Dennis. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.